Well, good evening and welcome to our Bible study as we gather around uh, the book of Hebrews. So if you have your Bible ready, please turn with me to Hebrews chapter 2 and we'll read this passage together. Hebrews chapter 2. We must pay more careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard so that we do not drift away. For if the message spoken by angels was binding and every violation and disobedience received as just punishment, how should we escape if we ignore such a great salvation? This salvation, which was first announced by the Lord, was confirmed to us by those who heard him. God also testifies to it by signs, wonders and various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to his will. It is not to angels that he has subjected the world to come, about which we are speaking, but there is a place where someone has testified. What is man that you are mindful of him, the son of man that you care for him? You made him a little lower than the angels, you crowned him with glory and honour, and put everything under his feet. In putting everything under him, God left nothing that is not subject to him. Yet, at present, we do not see everything subject to him. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels, now crowned with glory and honour, because he suffered death, so that by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone. In bringing many sons to glory, it was fitting that God, for whom and through whom everything exists, should make the author of their salvation perfect through suffering. Both the one who makes men holy and those who are made holy are of the same family. So Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers. He says, I will declare your name to my brothers. In the presence of the congregation I will sing your praises. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again he says, Here am I. And the children of here am I, and the children God has given me. Since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity, so that by his death he might destroy him who holds the power of death, that is, the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. For surely it is not angels he helps, but Abraham's descendants. For this reason he had to be made like his brothers in every way, in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God, and that he might make atonement for the sins of the people, because he himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted." Shall we pray? Our Father, we thank you for this passage, and as we go through it together, we ask that by the power of your Holy Spirit, you will speak to us through it, and that you will open up these words that we might understand them, and that we might see and appreciate more of you. And we ask these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Right, so Hebrews chapter 2, um, verse 1 to 3, and I put a little title, title over this, which is, Pay Attention. This is what the word said. 
We must pay the most careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard, so that we do not drift away, for since the message spoken through angels was binding, and every violation and disobedience received its just punishment, how shall we escape if we ignore so great a salvation? This salvation, which was first announced by the Lord, was confirmed to us by those who heard him. We have already seen in chapter 1 that the angels are ministering spirits who had been given messages from God for them to deliver to God's people. They and their messages were important. But just as the Son of God is superior to the angels, so his message is superior to their message. This reminds us that we must not ignore these things. We must pay attention. We must pay the most careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard. So let's ask the question. These people who the writer is writing to, what is it that they have heard? Well, they've heard about the messages from angels. These are recorded in their writings, in what we know as the Old Testament. And their messages, as we've heard, were binding. And the result of disobeying them was punishment. So they've heard these things. And here's something of what we know about this. If we go into the Old Testament, we go to Deuteronomy chapter 33. And verse 1 to 3 reads this. Moses blessed the tribes of Israel before his death. The Lord came from Sinai and dawned over them from Assyria. He shone forth from Mount Paran. And just to pause a moment, these Seir and Paran, these are mountains associated with the law. So let's read on. He came with myriads of holy ones from the south. Let's pause again. These holy ones are his angels. Then we read on. From his mountain slopes, surely it is you who love the people, all the holy ones. Now these holy ones, uh, these are the people of Israel. Then we read on. These holy ones are in your hand. At your feet they all bow down and from you receive instructions. We can also turn to Psalm 68 and verse 17 says this. And remember, we're talking about the angels here and their association with the people of Israel throughout the Old Testament. And The chariots of God are tens of thousands and thousands of thousands. The Lord has come from Sinai into his sanctuary. We can read on. Genesis 16, the angel of the Lord found Hagar. Genesis chapter 19, the two angels arrived at Sodom in the evening. Genesis 22, the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. We go on to Genesis 28 and to Jacob, and the angels of God were seen by Jacob ascending and descending on a ladder from heaven to earth. Exodus chapter 3, there the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that through the bush, though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. And so we, we can go through the Old Testament and we can go into the New Testament And we see the message being brought by the angels. The message brought by the angels to Mary, brought to Joseph, brought to Zechariah. And then at the birth of Jesus, we have the heavenly hosts. We go then 
throw into throw into Acts and Acts chapter seven verse fifty three. Listen to these words. You who have received the law that was given through angels, but have not obeyed it. So this is Stephen. Stephen his speech that he made to the Sanhedrin just before he was stoned to death. This is confirmation of the importance of the message from the angels. Stephen said to those people, You have received the law that was given through angels, but have not obeyed it. And again in Galatians chapter 3, verse 19. Why then was the law given at all? It was added because of transgressions until the seed of whom the promise referred to had come. The law was given through angels and entrusted to a mediator. So again, this is confirmation of the importance of the message that the angels brought. And in this little passage, it it also speaks about the promise to come. We must pay most careful attention. It's important, it's binding, and every violation and disobedience received its just punishment. The Jewish nation has heard the angels and their messages throughout their history. The messages that they brought, they must continue to see them as being important messengers and they must see the consequence of ignoring these messages and what that consequence was. So this is what these people have heard. It also tells us something of the importance we must attach to the Old Testament scriptures. But what else have these Jewish Christians heard? Well, the writer goes on and tells us they have heard the message from the Son of God who is superior to the angels and just as he is superior to them, so his message is superior to theirs. Why is that? Well, firstly, because of who he is. He is the Son of God. Secondly, Because his message is greater than the law. The gospel is the fulfillment of the law. The good news. The good news of salvation. So, if disobedience to the message from the angels is to be received, just, let me say that again, if the disobedience of the message from the angels will receive just punishment, we can now take that and compare it with the message brought by the Son of God. And so our text in Hebrews reads on. So how shall we escape if we ignore a great a salvation? This salvation, which was first announced by the Lord, was confirmed to us by those who heard him. So Jesus is the Saviour. Those who receive from him salvation have confirmed it. These are initially the apostles. 
and they have passed the message on to others and the message has come down to you and I today and the message is directly from Jesus and so because of that it is to receive a greater importance because we have received that great salvation therefore it's more serious to ignore this message of Jesus it was very serious to ignore the message of the angels but this the greater message of Jesus is even more serious if we ignore that as well let's go to Acts chapter 3 verse 22 to 23 this is when Peter and John healed the lame man at the temple. And as Peter spoke to the crowd, this is what he said to them. For Moses said, The Lord your God will rise up for you a prophet like me from among your own people. You must listen to everything he tells you. Anyone who does not listen to him will be completely cut off from their people. This is Peter speaking to the Jewish people as they gathered in the temple area. This is confirmation of the importance of the message that Jesus has now brought to them. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 4. We read this passage just before and this is what we read. God also testifies to it by signs, wonders and various miracles and by gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to his will. We know about these supernatural signs, miracles that Jesus did, the giving of the Holy Spirit to all who believe in Jesus. They all speak of the power of Jesus and the divinity of who Jesus is. So in order for these things, how... Or in order of these things, how can Jesus, by becoming a man, be greater than the angels? Hebrews 2 verse 5 through to the first part of verse 8. It's not to angels that he has subjected the world to come, about which we are speaking. But there is a place where someone has testified, What is mankind that you are mindful of him? a son of man that you care for him you made him a little lower than the angels you crowned him with glory and honor and put everything under his feet at this point we can go back to genesis chapter 1 and verse 26 this is what we read then god said let us make mankind in our image in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea the birds of the sky over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. This was said by God, and this was said before Adam sinned. Adam was given dominion over his creation. But God, but man, was created lower than the angels. Let's just read that again. That Adam was given dominion over his creation, but man was created lower than the angels. We can go to Psalm 8, verse 1 to 9, and this is part of what the writer of the Hebrews says is written somewhere. 
these people who he's writing to, these Jewish Christians, would know the scriptures and he wouldn't even have to give them a reference to this. He would just have to say to them, it was written somewhere, because they would know it. This is what that psalm says. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory in the heavens through the praise of children and infants. You have established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place. And listen how the psalm goes on. What is mankind that you are merciful uh, what is mankind that you are mindful of him? Human beings that you care for them. You have made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honour. You made them rulers over the works of your hands. You put everything under their feet, all flocks and herds and animals of the wild, the birds in the sky and the fish in the sea, all that swim in the paths of the seas. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. This psalm is based on the promise from God. God had not given the angels these things, but he had given them to man. But notice that the promise is for the world to come. We do not have full control over God's creation. By Jesus becoming man, he could restore what man has lost through sin. What the first Adam lost, the second Adam, Jesus, would restore. The next few verses confirm and explain this just a little bit more. I've titled this, Jesus Became Man. Hebrews 2 verse 8, the second part of verse 8 and verse 11. In putting everything under them, God left nothing that is not subject to them. Yet at present, we do not see everything subject to them. This part of the work is not yet finished. We read on. But we see Jesus, who was made lower than the angels for a little while, now crowned with glory and honour, because he suffered death, so that by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone so this means the humanity of Jesus meant that he humbled himself became a little lower than the angels for the sake of mankind but he never lost his deity he was God with us after his saving work was finished he took up his rightful place and is now crowned with glory and honour the mediator between God and man, to continue the work of restoration and regeneration towards the new heaven and earth. This is why we are told in our day to watch and wait and be prepared for his return. Also notice the word mediator that I use there. Keep that in mind. Let's go on. The reason that Jesus became man is beginning to emerge. We're beginning to understand a little bit more about it. And so in verse 10 and 11 of chapter 2, it reads, In bringing many sons and daughters to glory, it was fitted that God, for whom and through whom everything exists, should make the pioneer of their salvation perfect through what he suffered. 
Both the one who makes people holy and those who are made holy are the same family. So Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters. What we have here is that Jesus, by becoming man, identified so fully with us that he could refer to us as his brothers and sisters. He who himself was perfect, brought about through his suffering the salvation that would bring those who trusted in him into the presence of God. As sinners saved by grace who are now perfectly accepted by him because they have been made perfect by him, the one who is perfect. What does God say about Jesus taking on humanity? Verse 12 to 13. He says, I will declare your name to my brothers and sisters in the assembly. I will sing your praises and again I will put my trust in him. And again he says, here am I and the children that God has given me. This is why Jesus took on humanity. Verse 14 to 18, as we come to the end of this chapter. Since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity, so that by his death he might break the power of him who holds the power of death, that is the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. Jesus could do what the angels could not do. And he did what they could not do. He defeated Satan and death. I want to just share with you a verse from Jude, verse 9. But even the archangel Michael, when he was disputing with the devil about the body of Moses, did not himself dare to condemn him for slander. But he said, The Lord rebuke thee. We're not told what this was about we were not told the details of what's happening here but we do see something of the limitations of the angels in comparison to the superiority of jesus chapter 2 verse 16 for surely it is not angels he helps but abraham's descendants so through the gospel man will become greater than the angels verse 17 For this reason he had to be made like them, fully human in every way, in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God, and that he might make atonement for the sins of the people. So by becoming man, Jesus would become a more superior person than the high priest, the mediator. Remember, I said, remember that word mediator is important because we're coming now to this point where we can see the superiority of Jesus over the high priest and over the, the, the Aaronic priesthood. So verse 18, the final verse here. Because he himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. By taking on humanity, he could, as a man, free man from the wrath of God. 
by taking on humanity, he could become the perfect high priest. Let's finish with Romans chapter 5, verse 17. For if by the trespass of one man death reigned through that one man, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and of the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ? Father, we come to you at the end of this passage. We know we've taken in a lot of information, but it's important. And we ask that by the power of your Holy Spirit, you will speak to us through it, that we might understand what the writer is saying here as he shows us and explains to us and gives us the reason why God became man and why Jesus died. Our Father, help us to understand these things as we ask it in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Now I know there's quite a, a lot there to take in. I wanted to finish that chapter. And also, um, a good thing about this being recorded is that you can always play it back again and think again about the things that might have been a little bit confusing. But they are important. And as we said at the beginning, we do need to pay attention to these things things of the Old Testament and of the New Testament. So may God continue to bless us as we've gathered together in his name and around his word. Bye for now.